Superkicks.com offers cool streetwear and apparel at great prices. Shipping worldwide, thanks to the guys at Superkicks, you can get 10% off your order by using the code SWN at the checkout. That's Superkicks.com, pro wrestling apparel. Welcome to the latest edition of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast by SWN. I'm on a roll now. I've actually remembered the title of my own podcast. Um, I am your host, Billy, as always. I am joined in this edition of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast by SWN by Don Devlin. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you doing? I am not bad at all. Thank you very much for asking. How are you today? I mean, I had a hassle getting ready, but <laughs> I'm here now. <laughs> Uh, it's just one of those. I mean, at the moment we're we're in the case of we've got so little to do, we just don't want to do any of it as well. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, well, at the moment, because well, I do all my recordings when when my wife's away, so I'm just like, just like sitting here going, I need to do all this tidying and housework. I don't want to do any of it, so I'll do recording instead. That's, that's <laughs> fair use of my time. Um, anyway, right. So the don't first question. Often. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, first question, as always, we'll just fire straight into it. How did you get into pro wrestling? Well, the, my my earliest memory that I can remember for wrestling as a whole was the PS2 game, uh, Smackdown Shut Your Mouth, I believe it was called, um, that my dad had, that my biological father had. Um, and there was times when I was at my... Uh, my, my great grand uh, and I would just hide away in my dad's room if my dad wasn't there and just sit on the PlayStation playing as The Rock, playing as uh, like just just playing the game and that's my earliest memory. That My earliest memory of actually watching first thing however was WWE Experience oh, on nice. Sky One on Sunday mornings. <laughs> Oh, um, with uh, Jonathan Coachman. Was that when you were was it him at time no, or Scott Sanford? It was Sanford, I think, yeah. Um because I was this I'm this was I'm wanna say twenty tens ish. It was around the time that Miz had the spinner belt. Um right yeah. Um and yeah, well yeah, it would have been about ten years ago because it was like uh, 10 or 11-ish um, and I'd actually um, the Wrestlemania, Wrestlemania one year, like I hadn't actually watched any proper wrestling but like Wrestlemania was on pay-per-view and I'd saved up my pocket money for it uh, and I'd give it to my, my parents to uh, so that I could watch it however, I was then not allowed to stay up for it, it's like okay no bother, I'll record it didn't record the pay-per-view. <laughs> so I never got to watch it. <laughs> Skybox office then, fourteen ninety five, if I remember rightly. In, in yeah, along the lines of that, something like that. <laughs> um, so I was relegated to sitting in front of the TV on Sunday mornings watching WWE Experience because 
one I like I was very much the most casual of casual fans. I didn't know what channel it was on. <laughs> I barely knew the wrestlers or anything. Um like literally the, the main thing I remember about that era is uh the the match of Cena versus Miz with Miz getting the, the title uh at Mania, the main event. Um and that's like my earliest proper memories of it. Um for actually getting into training, uh that was probably middle of twenty sixteen. Literally just Googled <laughs> Wrestling training skills, Dundee, <laughs> and the, the the Dundee promotion was the the, the first result. Uh, shot them a message on Facebook, and joined their next uh, intake, which was January of twenty seventeen. Um, I was in the same intake as James Annett, who was uh, also a referee and an announcer. Um, Although, I guess he was luckier in me in that he's actually been able to make his a technical in-ring debut uh, at Lycra. Which one was it? It was the um, the first Thomas Stevenson that he was in. Uh, whereas I never got to have that honour, unfortunately. Maybe one day soon. So, must be really weird then playing Smackdown Shut Your Mouth, they would have had, well, I'd rock Hogan on the cover, I would have had probably Goldberg or something like that in there, mm. um, to then watching it in 2010 into 2011, yeah. and like, none of them are there. Yep, I mean, pretty big, much. Big Show, possibly. <laughs> That's probably like, about it. <laughs> big Show, Henry... Yeah, that's all I can. <laughs> uh, was Jericho um, still in the Fed at the time? Probably was he against Fandango that year. I can't remember. No, I was twenty. No, that was later. Yeah, it was much later. I have no idea. There's this this weird time between say two thousand nine and and two thousand fifteen yeah. where I remember nothing that's happened. I was watching yeah. it. I remember nothing of it though. Um, that's yeah, so ten years ago, I barely remember yesterday. <laughs> I, I know exactly. Uh, I, well, yesterday I spoke to, to to Kenny, and yeah, two hours went by, and I don't know what we spoke about. So I don't know how we got two hours <laughs> in. Um, I mean, I go if you listen to this, you go some patron though. So there we go. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, it's must be super weird. So, who are your favourites in the game? Then was it just the Rock, the classics? Yeah, like honestly, like I don't. I remember, I remember that I have played it, but I don't remember specifics about the game. I just remember sit like my my bed or my my dad's bed was like this much away <laughs> from the dresser. The TV was on top of it, the PlayStation next to it, and I played wrestling and other games. But I don't actually remember specifics of the game. <laughs> I remember playing as the Rock, hitting rock bottoms and. Uh, and people's elbows and stuff. And I very, very vaguely remember the graphics. For, for me, it's probably my favourite. I mean, a lot of people will go, here comes the pain, and that's absolutely their prerogative, but shut your mouth. It was just the... It was my first one on the PS2, mm. so I think it's just more of a... I didn't have just bring it at the time. I had to go to our cousins to play it. Um, but yeah, I think it's just one of those that I hold near and dear. So when you actually did watch it, um, so it would have been... 
Uh, so WrestleMania, oh God, what was it? It was so the one The Rock was hosting. Yeah, with uh, the giant ass flamethrower <laughs> lighting up his name. <laughs> I'm gonna bring up the card because I cannot remember what it was. Uh, Thirty? No, would have been thirty twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah. Oh God, it was. Holy, holy shit. It was. <laughs> right. Okay. I remember uh, Mysterio being at Mania that year. I can't remember who he was against. So, this is what you're treated to then. Uh, Shame. Oh, you didn't see the pre show. Well, you didn't see the show. But, uh, so, (laughs) uh, Edge versus Alberto Del Rio. Uh That was. Oh, Del Rio won the Rumble that year. Ah, Jesus. Yeah, I remember remember watching him debut through experience. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, like through WWE experience, I remember. This, him is, this is your life WWE experience. Uh, like up, honestly, up until 2015, yes. <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes versus Rey Mysterio. I remember that was that was. Uh, yeah, was that's yeah, because it was dashing Cody Rhodes with the face mask. Yeah, because he he had to wear it because he got hit by the knee brace of Mysterio yeah. or something like that. Yeah, broke his nose. Uh, they got the core against, oh, if I remember God. rightly, it was they called themselves Apple. I can't remember what the, the acronym was for, but Santino Morella, Kofi Kingston, Kane, and Big Show. Yeah, wow. Uh, Randy Orton versus CM Punk. Oh, God, Michael Cole versus Jerry Lawler. Yes, yes. Oh, no, that was <laughs> repressed. <laughs> I wow. repressed those memories. Well, it's gonna get worse. It was a goal with the plumbing. Uh, the orange singlet with the blooming the head headpiece and all the tattoos. He said, "You never want to see Michael Cole's body," and that was that was that. No, uh, Undertaker versus Triple H, which yeah. ever, and, uh, <laughs> and John Morrison, Snooky, and Trish Stratus oh, against yes. Dolph Ziggler and Lee Cool. Yeah. Oh wow! What a WrestleMania, and of course the Miz uh, yeah. retaining Miz against Cena. John Cena. Right, that's quite an introduction then. So yeah. <laughs> that's certainly something. <laughs> so that was so we're going for that was 2011. So yeah, uh, 2011. Yeah, so you had four years of WWE experience after that. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so what made you decide? To, did you do you have a quest? Do you have sporting background, athletic background before you decided to to pursue actually training? Um, ish, um, throughout. Uh, primary school, like I, I'm, I'm relatively tall until I stopped growing, and then everyone's roughly the same age as me now. Um, I'm six one, um, but um, the reason behind my knees being dead is that I shot up way too quickly, way too fast. Um, I'm pretty sure I was six foot by the time I was in like first year. <laughs> Something yeah. crazy. Um, so I. I was I was quite tall throughout primary school and uh, um, and my gran would always pay for me to go to uh, basketball camps where it was like summer camps where you would go uh, do a week of playing basketball or two weeks of playing basketball and uh, I also did different sports camps um, but it was it was all mainly uh, uh, basketball no matter how much my dad tried to force me to play football never been interested in it um as too much as my stepdad and my granddad's chagrin but south point 
Um, then, like going into secondary school, um, I went to Ancrum, like week camp things, where you would do a different uh, outdoor activity each day. Um, so, like, I've been white water rafting with them. I've been gorge walking, uh, hill walking, coast steering, kayaking, canoeing, um, mainly water sports in that area. Um, I've always been a fan of kayaking. It's it's relaxing. <laughs> um, but outside of summer holidays, the extent of my sports was PE in high school and primary school, where, again, I played basketball or dodgeball. Um, so I guess dodgeball, you just try not to get hit. <laughs> That's close. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I suppose, I mean, if as long as you adhere by the five rules of dodgeball, of course. Um, duck, dive, dip, dodge, and... No, dodge, dip, duck, dive, dodge. That's it. That's it. Um, that kind of kind of falls into the wrestling. You can, you can yeah. apply the rules of dodgeball into, into actual uh, wrestling itself. Uh, so, was refereeing what you set out to do initially, or did you want to no. actually be a pro wrestler? So, I, I, I've... I, I've said like I, I've mentioned this to others in the past, uh, specifically uh, JJ Robin, like who's fellow referee for a long time. Is that both of us? Like I, oh, I, I can't really speak for him, but me personally, I love refereeing. Like, not only is it just it's fun, it's it's just it's appeal, it's it's appealing and it's it's satisfying. Um, however, I did not join wrestling to be a referee. It's just a happy side thing, sort of thing, um, and it's a, it's it's a massive bonus that was, that helped me with like with my wrestling in general. Being getting that ring time, being out in front of the crowd for so long now, um, as well as knowing the rules, so to speak, um, <laughs> how can bend and break them potentially. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't something I. I went out to start being, but I. I have embraced. I have embraced that, and I do enjoy it. But I do. Do hope to to debut and wrestle and, for wrestling to be my main thing, um, and hopefully a certain Perth-based, uh, fair promotion will let me do that. Maybe. <laughs> Susie, I mean. I'm... God knows my shows will actually be around again, but uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, right, so go right back to that first day of training then. Um, yes. Your, your plan set out being you're going to be a pro wrestler. You've seen that mm -hmm. on the TV. Uh, you've got a bit of an athletic background. Mm -hmm. What were your first thoughts uh, when, when you started training? Uh, as in the pain or just everything? What was your first thoughts? I can't remember the exact first day, but my first general thoughts throughout it was this is a lot harder than it looks. Because, like, we all know it's, it's, it's fake. It's, 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 it's stage wrestling. It's, play, it's, our, it's stage fighting. It's play fighting, so to speak. Um, but it's hell of a lot more physical than you would think it would be. Like, honestly, like, I haven't ever actually been in many fights, but it's a lot more physical than being in an actual fight. Maybe not be as much damaging, but a lot more like effort and thought and 
activeness needs to go into it, especially nowadays with the 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 quote unquote indie style of wrestling that's like that a more a more majority of people would go. Uh, I remember for the first four or five months, I had a purple line across my back from where I was running the ropes, <laughs> and um, like it, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't sore, but it was uncomfortable because I I wasn't used to it. Um, it. It definitely looked a lot worse than it did on my back. Um, same as like with rolls, still not great at them, <laughs> but like with like I, obviously I can I can tumble like most a lot of kids end up learning that when they're blooming totsy. Um, but then with like backwards roll, shoulder rolls, lucha rolls, this like roll this roll that is like, I never knew there was so many different ways to roll and such, and then bumping as well that's bumping even to this day or to my last training day um it's still something i'm struggling to get my head around really um i i'd i'd missed like i i'd missed the training session that our intake had started learning bumps for whatever reason and then it was never covered again <laughs> Or at least not back bumps. Right. Um, yeah. Um, or at least, yeah, it was, as far as I can remember, it was never covered again. Um, or at the very least, I was never shown properly how to do it. So I was always the, uh, I was always doing the, the, the bumps where my leg goes up and I just land flat like a plank. <laughs> if I could even, if I could even bump, like at the start, it was, Wrapping my head around making myself fall over, sorry, um, was like wrapping my head around and like making myself fall over and landing safely. Um, the first people that took me aside to try and teach me how to bump properly were Scotty Rishio and uh, Pretty Fly for a White Guy, uh, Connor Ken. Yeah, Connor Frost. Um, it was the two of them that pulled me, like, pulled a crash to the side, pulled me to the side, like, right, this is how you do it. And that was my first proper step of learning how to bump that I remember. Um, and then it wasn't until, and then it was very much, this'll do. That That's, like, that's okay. It's not a good bump, but it'll do. Like, that'll get you through any drills that you need to do. Um, and it wasn't until the next intake, which was June or July of that year, 2017, when uh, the Jackal started uh, training, or, started, uh, or he came back and he started coaching as well. And I joined in with the new intake to learn bumps with him, uh, whilst uh, Stephen Miles taught the, the rest of the class doing stuff. And honestly, that's like as well as later on when we were in Manhattan Works with again Jackal, that's where I properly started learning to bump and where I could actually get my head around it. Still crap at them, <laughs> but it was where it was like, 
okay, this is starting to actually click now. Um, and then when it came to Manhattan Works um, in mid-2018, I believe, late 2018, started 2019, I think, um, when Kevin Williams started coaching uh, as well as Jackal, uh, and between the two of them, um, I improved significantly. Like there's, I've still got leaps and bumps to go, but I improved significantly with the two of them coaching me, um, with like vastly different. They were almost on the opposite ends of each other, uh, pardon me, coach style wise, <laughs> um, and honestly, like. It helped. It helped so, so goddamn much. Um, and if I'm honest, if the two of them hadn't been coaching, I probably still wouldn't be able to bump properly. Which is like the most fundamental thing in yeah, all I mean, wrestling. That, that's what shocks me that it, just, it was done in one week and then you're expected to know it the following week and yeah. you have to be pulled aside. I think that's the very or, least you have to know. Or at, least, or at least back bumps were never covered again. I believe we went over front bumps, uh, fishtails and such, but back bumps had never been covered again, as far as I can remember anyways. It's not like it's the most common bump at all. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, okay, so yeah. Uh, yeah, that just baffles me. But anyway, right, so yeah. you went from that, uh, you still, still do your trading. Um, yeah. what, was, what was your first refereeing experience? Do you remember the match? <sighs> I used to have, um, I used to have a notepad on my old phone, with every single match I've refereed and the result of that match. <laughs> I no longer have it because I've got a new phone. I got that a couple of years, a year or two ago, and I no longer have it. Um, I can't remember the exact match, but it was March of 2017. It was the show after uh, Fast Track. Um, because fast track for the first half of the show, I was on uh, outside crew, so I was on like I had the woman high vis jacket and I was helping around outside. I was selling raffle tickets, and then the second half of the show, I was on hard cam when uh, Thunder uh, was in the ring. Uh, he he joined the rumble the, uh, the fast track that year, and then it was the. The the month after, where me and James uh, started refereeing. Uh, however, we did not have a referee shirts. We wore the promotion logo on the black shirt. Um, what was the first match I think it? What was? Well, I because I, I used to keep track of these these events. Um, yeah. I I have the March twenty seventeen results. Um, so do you remember it was were you right from the start or was it about halfway through the show? I I wasn't the opener, I don't think. I was just, I think I, I want to say it was the second or third match. Well, okay. So I've got these could be totally out of order. This is how I got the results. Yeah. Anyway. Uh so I've got Stephen Air Miles defeated Chris James. Um uh, Destruction by Design beat Supercharged. Uh, yeah, I read Sam, that match. It was that one. Yeah, I don't know if that was that one, but I definitely right. left that match on that show. So it's Sammy Jane against Debbie Sharp. No, I didn't do that. Esther done that one, I believe. Uh, Fortune versus LJT. No, I didn't ref that one. Dead Cell against the Scumbucks. 
Connor Frost versus Stallion. Yes, I done that. That was my first match. That was my first match. <laughs> um, that yeah, I ref that one. Because uh, uh, that was was that Connor Frost retirement match, or was that later on? I ended count out, so I I wouldn't want to believe it would be a, a retirement match. Because count out's a I weird def- one to end I def- on. I definitely ref. Oh, because. Yes, okay, because the, the reason that was a count-out was um, JTT, J, LJT, sorry, JTG, LJT um, music blared. Uh, was it his music blared? And I think then, they, they fought each other at uh, Stallion and LJT was that year's Lycra, wasn't it? It was meant to be. Alright, okay. <laughs> it never happened. The, I believe that year's Lycra was Stallion versus Mackey. Mm-hmm. Um, it was meant to be LJT um, versus Stallion. However, there was I can't remember exactly why, but I believe there was um, issues that had happened or whatever, and LJT wasn't able to make uh, the last couple of months leading up to uh, Lycra and wasn't able to make Lycra um, because then it was either. April or May that Mackey faced Stephen Cunningas, um, who was Belgian. Either Belgian or Dutch, that area. It was either Belgian or Dutch. Um he'd came over to face Mackey for the title with Misdemeanor on the outside and I definitely left that match. Um uh, because that also ended in <laughs> uh, count out. Um, and then one of the other matches that I remember refing early on was JD Wild versus uh, Stallion. Um, and I don't know if I'll get beat up for saying this, <laughs> but the ending of that was kind of botched a little bit, and that JD was meant to go for a springboard into a um, stallion forearm and then another forearm for the finish. However, JD jumped up for the springboard, his foot slipped on the top rope and he face-planted it in the ring. And that was the first time that I'd ever witnessed uh, a mistake in the ring. I was like, oh crap. It's like, crap, is he okay? Like, I was actually panicking. It's like, this is not the finish. <laughs> this this is not how it's meant to go down. But, thankfully, the two of them are, are brilliant professionals, and they managed to get it back on course and put it into the finish and, and finish it. <laughs> so, it was, fair, it was a fair learning curve straight away then. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, you're doing title matches uh, within your first three months yeah uh, even if it's i mean it's 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 still their flagship titles so of course if something yeah. goes wrong if, if if you make a mistake then it could throw months of of work out the window for a little bit um so yeah so who would you say out of the matches that you've refereed uh, over the years um so that's supposed to be a couple of years now uh you've done them three years be? roughly three years. um so, uh, yeah. what would be some of the, the biggest matches you've you've been able to referee? 
the biggest match I've been able to referee. Um, I done the last match, not the main event, because it was pushed on backstage. It was not the main event. It was the last match of the show. Um, at Lycra of the promoter versus the most hated guy in Scottish wrestling at the time uh, in a mixed tag match with Esther and Misdemeanor. That was something. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was something. It's, that it's, was... One, it's one of those things you can't... Like, how much can you speak about it? Without... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because obviously, I, mean, I want to talk bad about it because I, I very much doubt I would have done well in the, the last match, not the main event, the last match of Hell for Lycra. Um, I, I, w- I would not have been able to do any better. I definitely, like, to even just be in the ring wrestling of, like, like that that's, like, props to you. Like, because my, my first Lycra, my very first match was, I want to say, Ryan Severn versus... The Riot Chris James versus KJ Nitro. That was it. It was a triple threat um, in the first match, and I was I was refereeing the opener. Um, so obviously, with the it's like the curtains, the stage, and then the, you can either step down or hop across onto the ring, and that's a little bit lower than the stage. So you come up the curtains and. Obviously, all the lights are facing you, so you don't really see past the ring. And there's only two rows of fans on the stage. I'm like, this isn't bad at all. So I hop over onto the ring, step in, wipe feet, or wipe feet, step in, um, start conversing with uh, Matt Kelly, who was announcing at the time. And then Chris James makes his entrance. Um, he circles his way around the, the side of the crowd, down the steps, side of the ring. And I, I started doing what I always done at the time was that I watched the wrestlers walk around the ring, make sure there's no shenanigans, etc. So he goes around to the, the back side of the ring. That's when I see all the fans. <laughs> and my anxiety starts hitting me like hell. I was like, oh, God, there's so many people. I am not used to this many people, and I was pissing myself. So that was uh, Kurt Hall, wasn't it? Yes, um, which was, as far as I know, out of the three times that I've done Hell for Lake for three times, two times, oh, the, however many times I've done Hell for Lake for there, three times that I've done Hell for Lake for there, um, 2017, 2018, 2019, that was the most fans we had in attendance there because 2018 was less and then 2019 was more so less um but like i still have that feeling <laughs> in the pit of my cut i can remember that viscerally <laughs> um like i was always i don't say i was i, I don't want to say i was a nervous wreck but like whenever i was uh whenever i was refereeing like whenever as soon as I'm behind the curtains, like, I need a piss, I need a piss, I need a piss. No matter how many times I would go to the bathroom, it's like, I'm not needing, but I need the piss, I need the piss, I need the piss. I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous. And then I would get out into the front of the crowd and I'd be fine and get it. But that match was the most nerve-shattering match I've ever refereed. 
that that first one, a healthy Lycra. Um I also got to referee uh, um, Zach Saber Jr. versus Scott, uh, no Scott, Stephen Air Miles, <laughs> Scott Miles, Stephen Air Miles um, at Fast Track, where that was at Friary. I believe that was at the Friary. Um, I could be wrong, just off the Lockheed Road. Um, that was that that was a big match for me because that was the because I I see uh, uh, Zach Saber Jr. as not not as an idol but someone as that I that's the sort of wrestling I love doing and he's one of the biggest names that does submission style wrestling that's like mainly catch wrestling I guess. Um, like catch wrestling, leaning more on the submission style, and the first time I met him when I shook his hand, I'm not embarrassed to admit that I was a little starstruck, <laughs> and the fact that I was getting to referee his match was something else entirely. But then I got in the ring, and it was almost different mindset. It's like right referee mode on. So that's that's probably the only thing that I don't like about refereeing. I don't get to watch those matches. I'm too invested, in, too invested almost in refereeing and focused on refereeing that I don't get to enjoy the match as a whole because I'm too close to it almost. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I suppose you're, you're watching and just going right. I can't. Yeah, you can't enjoy it because you're yeah uh, making sure two guys are. You're making sure everything's on time. You're making sure that the guys are mm -hmm. safe. You're making sure everything's going. To a general plan that, that was yeah. discussed beforehand, um, that does kind of make it different uh, difficult. Uh, so Zack Saber Jr. Uh, any um, any other the the, the big names? Uh, memorable wise, um, I also uh, refereed uh, Sam Gradwell versus the Jackal. Um, uh, oh God, that's I actually had a list. I had a list, and it's all just farted. I've just my brain sharted it out. Um, so yeah, that would that would have been the the like a year that they had the 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 best of the Britain. UK folk. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so and um, CJ Banks and all that kind of because, stuff. Uh, yes, because that was when Zach Saber Junior was meant to uh, be there, um, and face Miles. At Lycra for the the heavyweight. However, there I believe it was uh, travel issues to do with planes that he wasn't able to make it, which is how he was then later booked for uh, fast track um, against Miles, and which was then uh, Muscle Cat uh, went against uh, uh, Saxon Huxley. Is it? Yes. So, yeah. Yes, Huxley. Uh, I couldn't remember his first name, so I just remembered his nickname. I was like, yep, that's definitely right. Um, it was Saxon Huxley versus uh, Miles that year instead. Because originally Huxley was meant to face someone else, but I can't remember who. Um, who else have I... Um, 
one of my also one of my other most memorable matches was actually an uprising extra that it was a uh, the scumbucks of Ambrose, JD and Eddie versus uh, Spike Tierney, Cage Nitro and Jay the Jackal which is a very odd pairing. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. <laughs> um, and I very much lost control during that match. That was my first ever six-man tag match. And I, I very much lost control of that. Like, I was told I was going to anyways, that I shouldn't worry too much about it. But six men in the ring at once <laughs> is impossible to track. <laughs> um... So as far as refereeing itself, you, you've been to a few companies now, but is there any, um, like, idols, I suppose would be the word, any referees that you kind of try and try and get pointers out of, I'm um, assuming guys like, uh, uh, is it Aubrey Edwards and yes. uh, Earl um, Hemner, all, all, all your kind of so like referees? Um, so sometimes, like, if it's a a big match. I'll watch it through normally and just enjoy it for what it is. And then um, sometimes I'll watch it a second time, a se- second time, and try and just watch the referee, which obviously is very difficult a lot of the time because the focus is on the wrestlers, is never on the referee unless there's shenanigans afoot. Um, but I'm also in a Facebook Facebook group. Um, called Zebra Talk, which is referees from all across the globe, from uh, um, multiple different promotions, including uh, WWE, Impact, uh, AEW, um, PWG, uh, um, I believe Red Shoes is also in the group. Uh, It's just, there's like this... Uh, German referees, there's British referees, there's Spanish, there's Mexican. It's like, it's just a massive amalgamation of so many people. And that was created by um, Odie Brown, um, who works mainly East Coast. Uh, sorry, West Coast. West Coast, not East Coast. Um, just to, so that there's that resource for referees that they can pitch questions there if they need to they can get help if they need to um, potentially even help each other get bookings and such um, like when uh, when I was across in Florida um, a year and a half ago I was in contact with someone uh, f- from uh, Zebra Talk um, and I was potentially going to be able to uh, referee matches across there, which would, would have been fantastic. Like, um, I brought all my kit just in case. <laughs> um, however, I was not able to, because obviously, I mean, Florida in itself is almost the size of the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I was unable to get the transport from where I was staying to where the shows were. So, unfortunately, it fell through. But even just to have that opportunity because of the the network like the network of referees there is fantastic yeah so yeah so so like i said 
so you ever talk to to kind of coordinate a little bit and mm. uh, you, you watch back matches uh, like, like I say is there any particular referees that you think right that's the kind of thing um, I'm going for um, I mean like I say for, referees are supposed to be kind of yeah for <laughs> mainstream referees um, like mainstream it would probably be Aubrey Edwards or uh, Mike Yoda um, when he was still refereeing for the Fed. Um, for more NDI uh, or for more local, um, I look to Sean McLaughlin. Uh, and just... Sounds weird saying it, but watch what he does. Is it spe- like Not specifically him, but like I, I try and watch what he does in matches, same as with uh, Aubrey and, uh, and uh, even... Uh, Rice Bimford, uh, uh, um, oh, I'm blanking with names now. This has just all went down the gutter with my head. Um, but like, I, I try and I try and watch them and, and figure out was like, okay, this is one way that you can do this in this situation. And then I might watch another person's like, okay, this is what they did in this situation. Um, so then there's there's multiple avenues that you potentially have as well. Cool, that's right. So we'll move away from from refing, uh, yes. as it, it seems to have, it seems to have kind of bettered down a little bit. <laughs> Remembering uh, names, uh, yeah, so, I'm sorry. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so last year when lockdown hit, of course, uh, there's no matches to referee. There's nothing to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Took part in our battle bowl. Yes, Caleb Van Halla. Which yeah, with, with Caleb Van Halla. Um, he did win. Yeah, did win. But yes. I wrote that down, and then I just had I just same as you said. I just went. Honestly, right. he carried that. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, even I am still shocked. <laughs> like, I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> like, Caleb had to have carried that. There was no way any of that was on me whatsoever. I'll be honest, I was kind of shocked as well <laughs> that you guys went through. So I was just like, oh, all right, okay. No just, name, just no name referee just worked at that point and three promotions and only only really properly in one that doesn't really cross over anywhere else like how <laughs> so we did that and uh, how else are you keeping busy during this lockdown period gaming and binging netflix and movies <laughs> well, um, what's your current netflix binge the current one i'm watching is um well i'm watching a couple of different things because if I watch one too much at once, I'll get burnt out on that and I then end up can't watching it ever again. Um, I'm currently watching the Digimon Adventures 2020 <laughs> on Crunchyroll, which is just like um, a reboot of the original uh, I mean, Digimon Adventures with like Agumon, Gabumon and all them from 97, 98. Um I've also started watching uh, Bad Blood and Fate, the White Saga. Um, I've just finished Sons of Anarchy, and before that, I've just finished uh, Sabrina. And honestly, I'm in love with Sons of Anarchy. I want a sequel of that. <laughs> no, and that was. I highly recommend it. Um, you might have to push through the first episode or two. But it is fantastic. Um, it's 
like yeah it's just, it's fantastic like i i highly recommend it it was probably my favorite series that i've watched during lockdown honestly um uh, yeah it's i can't give it enough praise honestly no we've been trying to get three things uh well I've, we're now into a second watch of new girl just going through all through all mm, of that yeah. again uh i started watching superstore it's just kind of bog standard it's- Thing. Saw that shown, and the title picture for it certainly looks interesting. <laughs> it's just like I guess, kind of not trying to be Brooklyn Nine Nine, but it's that kind of style. Okay, yeah. As in, it's okay, like, I get you. It's a bit silly. There's no laugh track, which I love. I hate laugh tracks uh, yeah. and, and things. That's why my favorite well, favorite show ever is Scrubs because it's funny. Okay, yeah. No laugh track. Don't need to think about it. No, I need. I know. I know when I need to laugh. It's pretty much yeah. one thinking out of it. Mine's um, is probably nine nine. Yeah, nine nine is probably up there. Um, I think because it's newer, it's not just reached Scrubs level for me because I've, I've watched that for yeah. since I was way younger. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, twenty years ago, something like that, it started. Something when I was your age. <laughs> exactly when I was young. It was, it was it was Turkey GD and that was that was the end of matters. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine's up there uh, as as well. And but yeah, same with I love I really enjoy Big Bang Theory, but I got fed up because yeah. like I say it was tell me when to laugh. It was like it was funny. it was okay. It wasn't fantastic, but like if it was on, I wouldn't turn it off. Yeah. Same like with, I w- same with Friends. It's like well, I, I like Friends first run. But it's now I'm like the the thousandth viewing. It's one of those where I'll just keep it on. It's fine. I've still never watched that all the way through, because um, obviously it was it was out around about the time I was born. So <laughs> it's a little bit before my time, making everyone feel old. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, eleven. I was twenty-one. I could drink when I was watching the first WrestleMania that you were watching. That's, <laughs> that's how old I am. 2011, I was 13. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, so you started watching wrestling 13 then? That was, that was your kind of your starting yes, point? Roughly, yeah. All right. Yeah, 2010. What a lean year to go into. Right. So, <laughs> you, you mentioned Digimon. Uh, um, yes. From my very brief research, I know you're, you're a bit, bit, bit of a fan of the, the old anime stuff. Uh, as anyone's listened to previous podcasts for myself, I know next to fuck all about anime. <laughs> so, so uh, what would be your, your recommendations for any newbie that goes into it? I've seen Pokemon. I assume that's much the same. Like, <laughs> sorry, one sec. Sorry, something back in my throat. <clears throat> now, compared to like a casual person, I am definitely a weeaboo. <laughs> However, I would not call myself a weeaboo. That is peak cringe. No, <laughs> um, uh, but for anyone that's just getting into anime, I'd definitely recommend Full Metal Alchemist, specifically Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, so th- there is a distinction between the two. There's uh, Phil Metal Alchemist, which is the original one, and then um, if you're is 
from what I understand, Fullmetal Alchemist is essentially, or Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, or FMAB, is essentially FMA abridged. So if you're familiar with the Dragon Ball abridged, which literally, like, Dragon Ball goes from, like, hundreds upon hundreds of episodes, like 500, 600s, then into abridged, which is, like, 100 to 200 episodes. It cuts out so much filler. There's like episodes that you just don't really need to see, um, that were there that were there to fill out weekly television sort of thing. Um, another one I suggest is probably um, Seven Deadly Sins. Um, uh, that's also a good one for starting. Uh, if you're wanting to watch old school, um. Like less modern, uh, and you can watch through it, and you're willing to watch many hundred episodes: Dragon Ball, Bleach, One Piece, Naruto. The, 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 this, this is stereotypical things. Like if you're willing to sit down for weeks <laughs> and watch a whole series, definitely any of them. Um, also, Digimon Tamers. Um, which was a a little bit of a pull away from the rest of the the the, the two Digimon series before it. However, my opinion, that's the best one. <laughs> Digimon, the third season, Digimon Tamers with Geomon, Terriermon, and Renamon. That was my favorite. <laughs> um, other animes to watch. Uh, I could probably pull up a watch list actually because I've got Crunchyroll on my phone. Um. Why are you doing that then? I need a bit of uh, dictionary definition here. Weeaboo. Is that newbie? So, no, a weeaboo is someone who is obsessed with anime, manga, and (laughs) Japanese culture um, in general. Um, So, like, the the British version of a weeaboo is a teaboo. Did not know that until recently, and I find that hilarious. (laughs) Um, uh, So, like, a, a weeaboo is someone that's very much into anime is like we'll watch 90% of animes that are out there has got wall scrolls with Naruto on there, has got so many different cosplays and costumes um, their entire watch list of everything like movies and television wise is only anime <laughs> like it's the it's the, the people that you look at as like maybe tone it down a notch <laughs> like it's Liking anime is their entire personality, almost. Um, and it's, as the kids would say, quite cringe. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like it's it's less less used in that context now. It's kind of evolved more on to just someone who likes anime, same as how like because like originally it was an insult similar to like geek and nerd whereas like now people use it as like a badge of honor almost um whereas our a weeb nowadays is just someone who likes anime someone that watches a decent amount of anime is not is more than just a, a, a casual viewer um so to speak um for digital as for like modern so definitely like recent anime like the past year or two for 
ones that I would definitely recommend. Fire Force, Doctor Stone, uh, Rise, The Rising of the Shield Hero. I ha- Honestly, that's probably my, my favourite anime now, is The Rising of the Shield Hero, because it's just the, the character developments in it and the story developments. It's got its it's obligatory beach episode, but it still turns it into an actual thing and not just a fan service bullshit episode where you just see anime titties. Um, it's actually used for the story. Still a little bit weird to see them in a summary beach location in swim attire opposed to full armor, but it's it makes sense in the story. So it's find my books. <laughs> right, that actually leads to a very good question I've got from uh, Dylan Hendry here. Uh, he asked, most bizarre anime plot that you've watched? The most bizarre anime... <sighs> the first one? The very, very first one that comes to mind is for a specific like story arc opposed to an overall story. The first like story arc is probably in the original Digimon Adventures where I believe it's Matt and TK and Mimi, three of the, the main characters the Digidestined, are in like this preschool uh, area. So with all these like baby Digimon and suddenly they're attacked by Numimon, which are these like green slug things with big blooming eyes poking at the top of their head and they throw pink poop. That is their whole gimmick. That is their whole like That's the only thing Numimon does. Throws pink poop. And that is one, like, they they have essentially got to save the nursery nursery Pokemon from Numimon and um, their boss, so to speak, Monzemon, which is big yellow teddy bear thing. Um, as for overall anime, uh, <laughs> there's an anime I'm tempted to <laughs> um, that I'm tempted to mention, but that could potentially get me put on some watch lists, so I don't want to. And if anyone <laughs> that watches anime heard of Boku, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> do not search it. You do not want that on your search history. If anyone ever what tells you to watch an anime that starts with Boku, you're far clean. <laughs> that is cursed, and I'm pretty sure borderline illegal. <laughs> um, oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Um... Then there's uh, High School DXE, which is literally just fan service. It's like anime Oops. girls with throwing boobs flying everywhere, guns. Uh, um, that's anything that's just like very clearly fan service. Um, one that's a a weird. It's not a. It's not obscure, but it's a, a, a weird story. But they've ver- they've definitely pulled it off well. Uh, uh, but here, that time I was reincarnated as slime. So literally, like the 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 opening bit is the main character dies, 
and then he wakes up as like a slime in like a, a sort of MMO MMORPG world. So like a, a monster hurl monster hunter style world. Um he wakes up as this small blue slime. And he ends up becoming the most powerful person <laughs> in the world. And it's it's interesting and it's it's, it's also that's a, that's, a, that's a good one as well. So uh you, you mentioned Weebs, uh, Weebos, they, they yes. immerse themselves and there's all this culture. You mentioned cosplay. Yes. Uh, am I right to think you do a bit of cosplaying yourself? Yes, I love cosplay. Uh, uh, mainly anime stuff or anything uh, that I may have, may have heard of? <laughs> um, the, the one you'll most likely have heard of is um, uh, Anarchy from... Uh, which one? Which uh, Arkham game was it? Anarchy from the Arkham games. Um, white baller suit with a puffer jacket. Uh, sorry, red. Sorry, red, not white. Red uh, baller suit with a um, puffer jacket with a big A spray painted on the side. White uh, anonymous style mask. So like, uh, but without the the facials on it, it's just a a plain white mask with a red red hood. Um, who does what his namesake is. He's just, he wants anarchy. Um, he's one of the the bosses in not Arkham Asylum, the second game. Uh, say, it's Arkham Say. Yes. Um, he's one of the bosses in that. Um, and that was the first proper cosplay that I had, as well as the only cosplay that I've properly made myself. And it is shit, but I love it. <laughs> and it is boiling as heck to wear because it's a scarf, it's a puffer jacket, it's a big boiler suit, it's a mask, you cannot breathe in it, and I love it. <laughs> so I like the sound of doing it. I think a bit, I've never found something that I could pull off, and I think it'll yeah. be eventually once, once. Once uh, we can do things like Halloween, um, I'll, yeah. I'll go for the old Lebowski, uh, Lebowski uh, Thor look, <laughs> mainly because I've got the beard, I've got the hammer, I'm halfway home. Uh, I can like, look homeless. <laughs> probably the best thing about cosplay is that you don't even have to like naturally look like the character. So there, there is such a thing as crossplay, so like C R O S, which is where you choose a character of a different gender, swap it. So, like, you might want to cosplay as Ash Ketchum, but as a girl. Or as Hatsune Miku, as a guy. Um, and so that's, like, it's, it's, it's flipping the script almost. Like, it's you're still cosplaying that character, but you're, you're not the same gender as someone. So it's just how you believe they would look as you have the gender then there's also just in general you don't even have to look like a character to cosplay them like honestly none of the characters I cosplay I would say I pull off well but I still love cosplaying them <laughs> it's just about the passion isn't it it's just uh, it's yeah, about the passion exactly. doing it. Um, so we're going to swing back to, to referee briefly because yes. again, I'm just going. Most of these notes are off the top of my head. Just I'm thinking where you would have refereed. Um, so of course, Dundee being the obvious yes. one. Um, I right, think W3L. 
Yes, I've done galas and I've done one showdown. One showdown and, and uh, obviously uh, Fair City. You've done Fair City as yes, well? Yes, I've done two out of three of those shows. Uh, anywhere else? No, unfortunately not yet. No. Three. That's fine. So my, my brain was like, yes, that must be the three. Excellent. Yes. So uh, yeah, FCW, the ones that, the ones at Fair City, uh, that, their shows have just been insane yes. cars top to bottom. Definitely. Uh, so as far as, I mean, you mentioned some of your, your, your favourite matches that you've refereed or, or some of the bigger names, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any, any particular matches that, that for a moment even took you out of the old referee mindset uh, from across all companies that you've been like, wow, this is a, a amazing match at the time? Or are you you're quite good Not, at keeping screwed on? I'm keeping good at screwed on, but one... Like, there was a little while where I kind of had the bad habit of going into autopilot with refereeing, um, where I wouldn't necessarily zone out, but I was going through the motions. And that was until uh, JD Wild versus Spike Tierney at the Tulloch Institute. Um, and I was pulled out of it not for good reasons. Um, Spike was on the top rope JD went up to give a superplex uh, one, two JD goes for it Spike's uh, um, uh, thingy card cover but, uh, the woman shin cover gets caught on the turnbuckle Spike goes up goes straight down head first in front of the thing, as does JD. Um, and that I, I panicked because, like, holy fuck, someone has to be hurt from this. Um, like, if if you'd seen that match or seen that spot, like, your home scent know what I mean. Um, with Spike being, like, I, I know this wasn't the correct way of dealing with this, but with Spike being the way that he is, um, with always wanting to do neck bumps, always wanting to do those dangerous bumps where he flips inside out and lands on the top of his neck, where he's 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 going to hurt himself someday. Um, but somehow he has a rubber neck and he is yet to do so. And because that's the way Spike is, I checked on JD first. Um, and after that match, after watching that spot back, I know that I did that incorrectly, that Spike would have, like, thankfully neither of them were hurt, but if either of them had been hurt, Spike would have been the one that was more seriously hurt. Um, yeah, it was just... Like, that, that, that pulled me out of refereeing for all the wrong reasons, really. Mm-hmm. Um, on a brighter note, one of the probably one of my favourite matches to have refereed um, was uh, the I believe it was the blow-off match of um, Zach Leon and Alex Webb it was a no DQ match and it was brutal and yeah and like I just I enjoyed it I like I enjoy like it was obviously 
as much as you can enjoy a hardcore match. <laughs> like I, I do like myself hardcore wrestling, but um, so I, I know some people absolutely detest it, but I, I, I enjoyed watching that match as well as like refereeing that match. It was, it was nice. It was good. It was fun. Um, because I, I believe that was the blow off to their big feud that was happening with, um. Uh, they'd started off tag teaming. Uh, they were tag team for a good few months, and then they imploded, and then they had a feud together. And I'm wanting to say I refereed most, if not all, matches in that feud, <laughs> um, which I am happy to say. <laughs> um, so I'm glad you ended that that whole bit on a positive note. So that, that's actually, <laughs> I don't know why I completely forgot this and I am going to get murdered for forgetting this um, Jay Robin versus uh, John Kerr for the showcase t- title that is the happiest I've ever been at an outcome of a match um, because like Jay is probably the person that I'm closest to um, within all of wrestling Um is the one that like honestly if it wasn't for him I would probably still be wallowing about in the training center just puttering on going for as whereas Lydia Falls was Jay's idea and gave me something to strive for and like because obviously I, I, I obviously want to debut and wrestle but I didn't really have a gimmick I had a style of wrestling I wanted to do that was it having Lydia Falls there was something to strive towards and to have my man <laughs> um, win the showcase title. I was honestly in tears afterwards. Like, it was the happiest I've ever been. Um, um, I was told that one ending was happening. I was told that John Kerr was going over. Um John Kerr came out, uh, done his checks and everything, uh, and John says to me, Jay's going over. Now, previous to this, I'd heard of um, a a story between Demo and Ambrose, where Ambrose pinned Demo, not knowing that he was meant to be going over. He thought that Demo was going over and Demo just didn't kick out. So my first reaction was, does Jay know <laughs> that Jay's going over? Um, and yeah, he did, fortunately. So I did not have to keep that a secret. Um, I probably would have been grinning here to hear most of that match. Um, it, was, it was a somber occasion because it was John Kerr's second to last match with the Dundee promotion. Um and it was Jay Robbins' only match with, like, being like only singles match with being a showcase champion that he apparently tarnished, um, tarnished one maybe. Um, <laughs> I'm just making side swipes. <laughs> um, yeah, like it was. That was probably the happiest I've ever been for an outcome of a match because none of us really expected it to happen. Because it was 
his singles debut was beating like was it oh singles debut on the main roster um and it was beating a champion for a title is just amazing oh yeah <laughs> sorry that's, that's um... probably so, so we'll just uh, as a wrap up. We'll do a little bit of because it's going to come out uh, on the of the week of the Royal Rumble. So we'll speak about yes. that in a sec. Because um, I'm, I'm assuming that you still watch the WWE. Yes. Uh, the WWE. I haven't been watching it as much recently, but yes, I still watch it. Cool, that's fine. Uh, but who would say your who are your your top five favorite wrestlers right now? Then I'm assuming Jack Saber Junior is you, you like the technical. Um, catch kind of wrestling. So, who, who's your fave five right now? Is in the world top five at the moment? Chucky T, Cesaro, uh, Tamatonga, uh, Miro is still up there. Probably. Did I say Biggie? You didn't say Biggie, so Biggie, Biggie ran off well. Yeah, that yeah, is Steve not Mill. that is not the five I was expecting when you when you're saying For, like Jack Saber Junior. I yeah. was thinking there was going to be like Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like but, uh, yeah. Or like female wise, it's probably like um, Bailey. Bailey's having a fantastic go at it just now. Um, Io. Uh, Nyla Rose, Tony Storm, and Rhea Ripley are for like for my girls. So, uh, that seems like a, a pretty, pretty uh, good mix of yeah. I mean, we're we're blessed right now being in the year of twenty twenty one, and and uh, even though there's no wrestling going on locally, or shouldn't be. Um, we're exactly. we're quite blessed with with uh, fantastic wrestlers on the on. TV uh, that we can watch. Uh, so we're going to speak about Royal Rumble then, um, just okay. very briefly. Uh, we're just going to maybe prepare predictions, things like that, because it's probably my only, uh, this will be the only recording I do before Royal Rumble yes. uh, that we can speak about it, because otherwise, I mean, I think the next episode I've got coming out of the actual mainline podcast, I recorded back in November. So it'd be mm. very weird if I was able to do it then and have any sort of accuracy. Well, before I do that, what's your favourite dinosaur? Favourite dinosaur? Yeah. Uh, why? I knew this was going to be coming. Why? Why is this catch? I like to sneak it in now. I don't. I don't even wind it up. I just throw it in just before something else to to keep it fresh. <laughs> Ankylosaurus. See, bloody Ankylosaurus, and uh, that's that's popping up a lot. Really? Yeah, Ankylosaurus, um, Velociraptor. How many T Rex? <laughs> well. In the actual podcast, not a lot of T Rexes, but they won oh, really? our, our our dinosaur favorite dinosaur in our podcast in our podcast awards. So maybe a Spinosaurus from but, Dinosaur King, Spinosaurus. Let's go, Dinosaur King. But no, Sorry, I'm, that's, I'm, that's, I'm, another, that's another anime. It's like based <laughs> off of a card game sort of thing. It's just yeah. But no, Ankylosaurus. I I couldn't. I, yeah, it's it's popping up a lot in the in this question, and I did not expect. It. I thought it was going to be Triceratops was 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 one mentioned a lot in the early episodes, and then hazard a guess why I like an Ankylosaurus. Starts with D and ends in Mon. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> right, so Royal Rumble. Um, who are your predictions then? 
Men's Rumble winner. Um, Rumble winner. It has to be whoever is facing Reigns at the Rumble. Like the winner is going to go on to face it. Or sorry, not the Rumble. Whoever's going to win the Rumble is going to face Reigns at Mania. That's what I'm going to call that. Um, and I think a big chance of winning it is Big E or maybe Cesaro. Cesaro's getting quite a lot of wins at the moment. I think yeah. he's going to be fairly far into um, it. Both are superb single stars. Obviously, on, on my top five. Um, both are, specifically Cesaro recently, both have been getting good wins and good momentum going. And there was a, a thing between... I might remember there was a thing between Reigns and Biggie recently. Uh, backstage, and honestly, both of them decide uh, deserve a main title run. It's like, but at the same time, I don't know if you can dethrone Reigns yet. See, for me, I think it's going to be Cesaro Bryan as the final two. I can and see that. Bryan yeah. is going to win because I think they, they teased. Uh, Brian and Reigns right at the start of the year or uh, tail end of last year. Um, I and that was it, meant to be Rumble. Yeah, then it never went anywhere. But I think yeah. they're going to keep it. They've kept that locked in the back of mind because Reigns versus Daniel yeah, Bryan, okay, that's a good risk match. That. And then Reigns winning it yeah. makes, makes him even more even of a big yeah. bad bastard because he's yeah, beaten okay, I could see that, yeah. Daniel Bryan. Um, so, uh, female, women's Rumble. It's going to be Flair again, isn't it? <laughs> nah, Bailey. I... Maybe Belair. I'm going for Bailey Banks at WrestleMania, so I need a Bailey win at the Rumble. Okay, I, I can very much see that. Um, I could see Belair winning it. I could see uh, Baszler winning it. Uh, but yeah, probably... Yeah, Bailey's probably the best choice, honestly. Um. Because I think she was on unless, about... Unless they most... won't have a fucking swear ball. Uh, uh, probably flair. Uh, but, I mean, it's... <laughs> they've they've kind of went on about her accomplishments and having all... and doing the, the big grand slam, but that means the only thing she hasn't got is the rumble. So, I think that's, that's hopefully the way to go. But, I mean, either way, I'm, I'm starting a new job on Monday and I should really be uh, live and kicking in a week, but I'm still going to stay But you won't be. <laughs> I will be staying up for the Royal Rumble. I, I, I'm I working from home. I can look like shit on Monday. I don't care. I uh, assume you'll have copious amounts of coffee. Uh, I don't drink it, but it'll be Monster. Ah, okay. I'll be purchasing uh, some Monster from... to keep me going. That, that is fair. <laughs> uh, just the one, though, because I find if I have two, for some reason, well, there's one year, one Rumble year, I had three and I felt like I wanted to die. <laughs> right about four or five o'clock in the morning because my heart oh, was going no. like the clappers going I'm going to die tonight and I've just I've just <laughs> I don't know if it was more of a case of I just watched Drew win it or mm. or the three monsters but I'm fairly certain there's a combination that caused my wanting to die-ness uh, from that uh, right so we're going to get more fan questions or, or more questions in we've got Jetstream Jack he asked uh, most overrated Yu-Gi-Oh card VFD I, like v- uh, or or uh... Is that f- something with a dragon? Yeah. I can't remember the, the actual name of it. True King of All Calamities. Um, it's a rank 9 Xyz monster that essentially just says no. 
However, everyone plays a card named Infinite Impermanence, which is a trap card that you can play from the hand and negate a monster effect. It's not as bad as it is. And unless it's like that none of this will make any sense to you, but anyone that's like anyone's watching the video right now, they've just seen me glaze over just going, yeah, I have no idea what I'm about. Anyone that's like that 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 pays attention to quarantine Yu-Gi-Oh! So like quarantine series by Simo and all that. Um unless you're playing likes of some weird datascape build or or virtual sorry, not datascape, virtual world build or some jank as shit Drytron build where you can somehow get two VFD out and other shit. If if someone ends on just one VFD, maybe a VFD in Dragoon, they're bored shit. <laughs> like, like it's like don't get me wrong, True King of Call Calamities needs banned. That is a a stupid card because it literally just says no to monsters. But it's not anywhere near as bad as people make it out to be. Uh, if it's, if I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna agree with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my only Yu Gi Oh card I know is Blue Eyes White Dragon. So I mean, yeah. Most people think like Blue Eyes White Dragon, maybe Dark Magician. Dark Magician, I remember that one. <laughs> I remember Dark Magician. That one got played a lot by I don't know, Kai, maybe my or boy, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Dark Magician was Yugi, and Blue Eyes White Dragon was Kaiba. Ah, right. Okay. Um, that oh, yeah. That's. I mean, I say Pokemon was as far as I got with anime. I, yeah. I tried to watch One Punch Man, and then after I watched about three That's... episodes, I was like. All right, I get the premise of this. He's, he can punch people with one punch. He doesn't like it. There we go. All right, cool. Don't need to watch anymore. I think I've quite got it. <laughs> so, but, I, uh, I, I'm obsessed with the Digimon games just now, specifically over quarantine. Like, I got, I got Cyber Sleuth. I'm struggling with it, I'm not going to lie. Um, it's the only JRPG game that I've really enjoyed. Um, I've got, like, 130-odd hours in it. I'm 16 chapters into one of the games, three chapters into the other, and I enjoy it so goddamn much, and it's revitalized my passion for Digimon, which is why I'm obsessed with it just now. Um, the game I'm, play oh, I'm playing is Psychonauts at the moment, because... Uh, I played a little bit of that. It's, it's, well, I, I said it in, I probably said it in a past podcast, but I said it in Kenny's, uh, which is coming out in like two months, um, that I really want to, I, I want to play Spyro, I want to play a Spyro kind of style game. I've got the trilogy, mm -hmm. I've played them, so I want to play something like that. So mm -hmm. I played Ratchet and Clank, and now uh, Psychonauts is next, and I have no right. idea how far along I am in the story. I think I've only done like maybe two or three boss levels, and I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. There's moments where I'm sitting there going, I'm fucking stuck. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll come back the next day and go, food if they're through it. Hey, what the fuck happened there? Uh, but I'll Honest, still join with, it. With, with Cyber Sleuth, it took me 60 or 70 hours to find out that you could go to talk to a person if you're lost and don't know where you're going. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it took me 60 or 70 hours to find out that that was a thing. <laughs> um. My or... only proper memories of, I think, I want to say it was Psychonauts, was back in the day of, like, the original Jingle Jam was the Yogscast DLC for it. <laughs> Which was, like, several, several years ago. That And that's my, like, I, I want to say it was Psychonauts. 
I, I mean, I, I, I have been playing it. I've been playing it on mute, so I don't know if they've mentioned any of that. Cause I just play podcasts in the background. Yeah. Um, include. I, I don't listen to my own one because that would be really. Why so, not? Free views. I don't like hearing my own voice. That's the thing. Okay, I get that. I very and, much get that. And because I wear the beats are kind of they're they're not totally um, like noise cancelling, but they are enough. So when I'm listening back to it, I'm shouting because I'm trying to hear my voice, but the headphones are covering my ears, so I can't hear my voice. I feel like I've got to shout to hear me so that you can hear me. So it's just I yeah. can just hear myself just going, I'm shouting really loud in this podcast. I'm not. Honestly, I'm that's just... how I feel with these. I got these at Christmas, and this is a different experience having like them in full ear opposed to, I don't even know where my old... Like I've got old turtle beaches that... Oh, here they are that didn't really cover the full year and did the job um, mm. and to then go from Turtle Beach to Razor it's just something else yeah I was, I was looking at headphones I was like oh these are great these are nice cancelling totally once bo- uh, boss uh, boys boss one of them anyway and uh, I looked at it I thought oh, I can't hear a thing and I really realised I have a dog to walk that's not the best idea. I think I need something that I can hear a little bit. <laughs> because yeah, how about I just use earphones? Oh, I, just, I, I, I just use these, so it tells people, fuck off, don't, don't quite, talk to me. I don't quite bring the uh, the cat ears outside. <laughs> but no, I, I, like to wear, I like to wear headphones people can see so they know not to speak to me, because I don't want to speak to them. It's the, it's the worst thing about having a dog. It's yeah. the worst thing about having a dog is they expect the dog owners think that they get to speak to you because they also have a dog. Hi, how is he doing today? Like, no, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> they can play in the field. <laughs> I will stand here and look at my phone until he come until she comes back. I've got a until she comes back. <laughs> That's fine. That works for me. I don't need to care about your day. That's fuck off. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I had a last question before we do social media bits. Uh, Jason Hyde asked. Who's winning a game of chess, Nicki Minaj or Cardi B? I'm trying to remember who Cardi B is. She's, she's like Nicki Minaj. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. Because like, it's literally like Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. It's like, hmm, which one's which again? I want to say Cardi B, just because from what I remember, Nicki Minaj is dip it as heck and is very much just a bimbo there's a word you don't get to in a podcast often dip it (laughs) (laughs) that's the next level glake it (laughs) drink it outside (laughs) Uh, just just because you're from Dundee and it's popped into my head because I now have a TikTok which I never thought I would I know it's scary I don't do any of my own videos because that would just be weird I mean I've got the Miku stump in TikTok's in my head, so it's fine. But uh, but how? What do you call a pie? It depends. <laughs> Don't throw pear at me. That's just weird. It's a pear. <laughs> it's like if I'm if I'm speaking Scottish, like if I'm pe- or speaking Dundonian, it's a pear. I say, don't you're not tired Scotland with that brush. It's Dundonian. <laughs> I'm if I'm speaking okay. If I'm speaking Ori as fuck. Like if I'm, I'm like Denny Ken, what the fuck are you on about? If I'm speaking Ori as fuck, it's a pair. He's a pair. He's a fucking pair new. Um, <laughs> if I'm just, if I'm just normal, it's a pie. But it's like w- one thing I love getting, like I love getting any non-Scottish friends to say 
is Twa Pies a plane and a ninga ninga na. Two pies, a plain one, and an onion one as well. And listening okay. to Americans try and say it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's one of the first videos I saw. It's this boy going, in Scotland, we call this a pear. Do we fuck? <laughs> go, go away with that. <laughs> oh, uh, let's not get into batteries. That just sounds like that's just going to get into an argument. Um, but anyway, so like, thanks. like chip butty, bacon butty. No, no, no. Buttery. Yeah. No, no. Buttery. 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 Chip buttery or I agree bat. with, but buttery. Or uh, rowey. Is that what the What the fuck call? is a rowey? I have no idea. I call it a buttery. I mean, do you mean like a bap? No. Right, okay, right, we're going to get into that fight. So we'll just uh, finish up from there. Uh, so thank you for <laughs> thank you for joining me. Uh, this has been Don Devlin on the Untitled Wrestling Podcast by SWN. Where can people find you on social media, Twitch, or whatever? Where can um, people find you? Oh, crap. I've got a link tree someplace. Um, my Twitter is at Lady Lockhart. Um, L-A-D-Y-L-O-C-H-H-E-A-R-T. Uh, feel free to add me on Facebook. Might not accept you because I'm. If, if I've at least met you before, feel free to add me on Facebook um, with my full name, Don Devlin. Um, I'm on Twitch and I am also Lady Lockhart on there. Let me double check. Yes, I am. Spelt the same way. Um, Steam. I am Firestarter Funk from when I originally got my Steam name. It's F I R E S T A R T E R F U N K, and my Discord. If you want to add me on Discord for whatever heckin' reason, is Lady Lockhart, spelt the same way. Um, hashtag two five five. One second, let me double check. Oh, Discord just confuses me. People say, "Are you on Discord?" I don't know how to. Don't even know what my. Where the hell is, is my number? I've always lost my number. Where is it? I've lost it. I've lost it. <laughs> Fine. I'm sure if you go into the, the Twitter and Facebook, it'll be there yeah. somewhere. There if somewhere. not, you can message me on Facebook and I can send it. <laughs> Excellent. But, but thank you for having. Thank you for being on our, our untitled show. Um, I've I've learned stuff about anime that. Uh, yes. I may forget, but uh, I'll at least ask the questions. How dare you forget it? Oh, what is I... a... Pop quiz, what is a weeaboo? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> someone who really likes the, the, the Japan. Yeah, I don't know. the We're Japan. Close. The Japan. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, thank you for joining me. Uh, I just me. Wednesday, and, uh, yeah, hopefully people will be on you and chase, chase you yes. for more. Uh, recommendations yes. about if, you, if if anyone wants to book me as well, feel free to just message me on Facebook. Oh yeah, that, that would be yeah. Of course, if you need a referee, was if, if you're listening like, to this, yeah. if you listen to this and there's shows happening and it's it's yeah. safe, uh, and there's no social distancing. Once needed, everything's opened up properly, then I'll take bookings. <laughs> that's that's a way better way of saying it. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you very much. I feel bad saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me.